Hey guys, and welcome to Tom and Talk, a special edition with Dro and Nick, aka Professor Chops. How you guys doing? Doing well, man. Uh, happy. Thank you for having me on. Well, no, thank you for coming on, man. We've been trying to set this up. I don't know what about a month or so. It just yeah. schedules schedules are definitely not aligned. Yeah, last last week I was in the West Coast trying. I, I, I thought it was going to work out better for me. To- in the west coast and then i ended up just falling asleep anyway so but i mean i'm, I'm glad you're here doing it right now yeah dude i uh I'm, I'm really glad you stayed up so thank you for that uh so what's going on with you nick oh you know just hanging out living the dream i actually just finished a, a live stream pretty fun which Play game were you War playing Thunder. this we had time some hanging out uh, i was playing some war thunder just shooting some tanks you know All right, some so- tanks Sounds great, dude. Sounds great. Uh, so, um, Drew, let me get your opinion on what's going on with the CBA. CBA. So we see we got millionaires against billionaires, and everybody is kind of upset because you know with things that's going around in the world. You know, we got we got a war of Russia invading the Ukraine, and there's so much bigger things happening in the world that people are just kind of kind of ticks people off that we got some millionaires and billionaires fighting over splitting ten million ten billion dollars of revenue. I so mean, I nope. get that. That's I a lot. Totally get it. That's that, that's a lot of money to to be arguing about splitting, right? I mean, it's kind of like the biggest first world problems you could ever give us have. And to be honest, I never, I kind of saw this one coming. I do a. Uh, Living in New York, it gets its perks because you end up knowing some folks. I, I know someone that works in the uh, MLB commissioner's office, and the source have told me that um, since 2019, he's been telling me this, that don't be surprised if there's not much baseball going on after 2021. So kind of so it's kind of that's how and I, I bring that up to tell you how serious the relationship, how seriously bad the relationship is between the owners and the players. Well, I mean, so, you, you look at that right there, what you're saying, and <clears throat> I'm in complete agreement. You could tell that when they had the 2020 shortened season, right? Because oh, yeah, that, they, yeah, that was, they were giving you pretty much a preview of what was to, ha- to come, pretty I, much. I mean, they couldn't even settle on an expanded playoff before the 2021 season, along with the designated hitter, which just provides more work for the players. Honestly, and the thing the owners are trying to do in the, during the twenty twenty season, they're they're kind of <clears throat> trying to warm up the players or loosen them up and trying to get them into doing things that they wanted for this upcoming CBA talks. They're preparing the players to get them to do things that they, that the owners want, and there and the players at the time at the twenty twenty the summer of twenty twenty was pretty much give you an idea that they were not going to lay down and take it like they did the last time around. So that right there told me once the 2021 season was over, we might not have any baseball. Like, don't be surprised if there's just no baseball. Like, the, the worst thing possible happens and there's just no baseball at all. Because that's how bad the relationship is between the two. I mean, it, yeah, that's that's dead obvious. And, I mean... They're really not negotiating in good faith, honestly. No, they're not. 
I mean, it's, it's really, really, really bad. And you don't even want to know my opinion of Manfred. You really don't. <laughs> I don't think anybody. I think everybody, I think universally, in all 30 team fan bases, can tell you this. they have the same feeling. It's The feeling is very much mutual. We might not like certain teams, and we all know who we're talking about when I say that. Yeah, but, uh, we know. <laughs> pre- by, by the way, appreciate you on that. Congratulations on that. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> but uh, we could all agree that we are not the biggest fans of the commissioner. Even though he is he's the face of what's going on, but he's 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 kind of just doing putting out the word of what the owners you know that the owners are are his boss. Dude, he he is just a mouthpiece. That's really what it is. He's but for sure. But here's the thing: he's a he's a terrible mouthpiece. Oh god, he's That's horrible. I mean, Bud Selig was a at all. Bud Selig was a saint compared to this man. I love Bud Selig actually. <laughs> yeah, the guy that turned his face, you know, turned the other way, turned his cheek towards uh the steroid problem, and who's also in the Hall of Fame, by the way. That's I think that that might be it topic for a debate on another podcast or maybe in this podcast. Uh, hey, 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 hey. Let's but, um, with it, yeah. I mean, I can deal with I can deal with his, um, the way he handled things, like his demeanor a little bit better than Manfred. If you get what I mean. Yeah, of course. I of definitely course. do I mean, that's not, not agree the... with that, uh, with him turning the other cheek on some issues, you know. Alright. But, but the bar is very low. That's the problem with Rob Manfred. You, yeah, you don't have to be the greatest. Com- you don't have to be a great commissioner to pe- surpass Rob Manfred. That's that's the problem. I, he's I not. A, he's not a baseball guy, man. He's I a know, lawyer man. who happens to know its own folks. Who is? It's just it's just a bad fit, and I don't see I don't see how he could be the commissioner much longer. I, I One thing. Go ahead, Nick. One thing that I would like to point out. Um, because I, I read through this, the, the open letter to baseball fans from, from Robert Manfred, um, and I saw that I saw basically that they were trying to increase the minimum salary uh, for all the players, which it's a, in total we're offering a 33% raise to nearly two-thirds of major league players and adding more than $100 million annually to additional compensation for younger players. Uh, like I, I can totally understand that, that like the players, you know, you're you're at the top of your game, you're in the MLB, and I also understand that they can really only they can only do this career for a certain period of time, so they really want to try and and you know make their bread early so they can kind of ride that wave and retire early, so to speak. But at the same time, if you think about it, it's it's like uh, a, a consequence that I didn't see very many people talking about in some of these articles that I read was that. It, this this is really going to increase the cost for fans going to the stadium trying to watch because you're essentially increasing the cost of doing business for these teams. It's gonna it's gonna end up increasing the cost on the customer who's the fans going to the stadiums. Well, you also have to look at it from the standpoint like let's say with Atlanta and the battery, right? They make a killing off that battery, right? Oh yeah, it is a cash cow. I hear nothing but good things about that, by the way. It's actually, I, you know, I, I went down there when uh, they were doing the countdown at Turner, right? So I actually went by and seen, like, several times um, where they were building Truist. You know, it was it was an amazing sight to see, like, the first time I went compared to the last, how far they got. I mean, it was it was impressive. 
I want to check that out. I was in Atlanta Valentine's Day weekend. Lucky so, man. Yeah, like three weeks ago. I was there. I I went by Old Turner Field, and I'm like, damn, I remember when they built that building. I was like, ten. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't believe they're already up out of there. But um, well, dude, I remember when I were in want... Fulton County. You know? Yeah, me too. Like, how can we forget, how how can we forget the last game? Absolutely. Okay, right? Absolutely. Nice little pitchers duel, game five, ninety six World Series. Oh, I, I, I remember it. Smokes? That was dope. Oh God, man. I'm telling you, dude. Three Hall of Fame pitchers and you only have one title. It's just And a couple of those losses came to y'all. Eight hey, uh eight consecutive losses came. Came to us, just to let you know. Yes, it did. Actually, I remember that pretty well. Eight consecutive, <laughs> up up until this past October. Oh, I know, man. That was that was insane. I so, mean, yeah, I feel good that that team, that team, um, won eight consecutive World Series games against that rotation. Oh, I mean, dude, that, that's that's quite impressive. You're talking about two, three hundred, you know, game winners, right? You're talking about a guy who had 154 saves, over he had 212 wins, over 3,000 strikeouts. I mean, if he was on the mound closing out a game, you didn't have a chance. Yeah. But y'all's rotation wasn't anything to scuff that man. No, no Hall of Famers, but I mean, we had I mean we had Clemens from the '99. He should have been Hall. He should be a Hall of Famer. So I'm accountable to Hall of Famer. Screw it. Well, but uh, yeah, that that those teams in the '90s with the, with the Yankees and that dynasty was so good. I mean, even the World Series we lost in 2001, which the Yankees had no business playing seven games against that Arizona team. They should have lost in five. And, but that <laughs> just goes to tell that goes to tell you that even with against Randy Johnson and Curtis Schilling at the top of their games. They took it to the ninth inning with a lead in Game Seven, with Mariano Rivera on a mound. That's how good that Yankee dynasty was. That they went through all those teams, and still, and still in the ninth inning, you still had Mo on the mound to close out the World Series. They didn't get it done. Had the worst inning of his career, but the fact that that happened—I mean, that just the, the, the greatness of that team, of those teams, was just. You probably won't see it again. You you won't. I mean, you look at the history of the Yankees. It is it is unbelievable. And I'll say this, man, Rivera. I I knew when we played, if we were down even, if we were down a run, we're not coming back against him. You're lucky to get a hit oh, yeah. off of him. I mean, he was that. He was magic. It oh yeah. Was, and was uh, full full disclosure for your for your listeners. I am a diehard Yankee fan. I live in Harlem. I live two, grew up two subway stops away from Yankee Stadium. I am a 34 year old man, so I was. I've had Mo, Mo Rivera in my life since I was eight, eight years old. <laughs> By the time he retired, I was 27. <laughs> so I mean, I didn't know what it was to have uh, any other closer than him up until he retired. So I was, we were, I was very, very uh, grateful and um, very spoiled. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and I mean, you very had spoiled. you had a 
you had a great player in Jeter. I mean, let's let's not say anything. I was watching a, a podcast uh, called Baseball Doesn't Exist. <laughs> and did you see the thing they put out on Jeter? I mean, it was like a hate piece, dude. And I love Jeter. Yeah, yeah. He's. A, I mean, the thing about Jeter is he wasn't your homer. He wasn't your typical like MLB superstar, right? He wasn't hitting forty homers. He wasn't stealing any any like sixty bases. He yeah. wasn't. He wasn't one of those fun guys to watch, like a Tatis or a, or a Cunha. I mean, I personally just thought wasn't. he was clutch. I mean, he hit three hundred. Absolutely. I mean, you play in a certain you play in a certain amount of playoff games. You're going to be put in a lot of situations where you have to be clutch. And oh, definitely. He was fortunate. He was fortunate enough to be in in the, in the playoffs every year, but three in his entire career. So he, he's. So yeah, he's going to be up in a lot of clutch situations, and he came through a lot. The yeah. thing about Derek Jeter, if, if you weren't a Yankee fan and you didn't watch him play every day, yeah, you're going to say things like the classic, he's overrated. But the thing about being overrated and everybody telling you that you're overrated, it's kind of hard to be overrated when you, everybody's saying you're overrated. Exactly. Who's, who exactly is overrating him as everybody's saying he's overrated? Exactly. And, and I want you to think about it this way. You're playing in one of the hardest markets to play in, dude. Like, your market, Philly's market, right? It yeah. is brutal. If you mess up, the fans let you know it. You will get booed. And not Hardcore. everybody's down for that. Nah, and you not look everybody's at, built for that. Nah, you look at Andrew Jones, dude. You know, first 10 years in Atlanta. Hall of Famer for sure. For sure. But he leaves. And, I mean, I think that had a lot to do with injuries, honestly. You look at how many hard hits he took, like going up against that wall, the dives. I mean, I think he belongs in the hall, dude, but he didn't do well in New York. He didn't do well in L.A. You know, it's, I mean, the fine well, like he definitely not as well as when he was in Atlanta for sure. But, I mean, I think he played enough Hall of Fame years to qualify him one day to be in Hall of Fame. Dude, his defensive metrics alone, 10 consecutive gold gloves. Over yeah. 450 home runs. That five, the 2005 season he had was... Oh, it was... Yeah. Oof. Ooh, yeah. Oof. Gorgeous. Ooh. Chills. That was a monster year he had. Oh, dude, and that so. catch. That catch at the wall, man. Uh, you know which one I'm talking about, right? Of course. Oh, of course. God. It was against the Expos when they existed. <laughs> oh, way back. Way back when. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Teenage Drew. Dude, dude, I'm telling you, like, and it was the same owner that bought the Marlins that had uh, sold out the Expos, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 The Samsons. Samson. Are you familiar with David Samson? Well, he didn't own it. His his stepfather did. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I I just, I couldn't understand it. That's the Gloria. I mean... And one, dude, what what is up with the Marlins, dude? I mean, it's just, you, they have a good season, right? And it's just like, and they've always played us tough, you know? And it's like the Mets is script tonight. <laughs> the Mets should have had us this year, dude. We played horrible during the first half, right? Yeah, but, you know, here's the thing about the Mets. is like, they have... Jacob DeGrom, which obviously he didn't play for a majority of the second half, but um, 
when they did have him, they don't take advantage of his dope ass starts. Like he'll he'll give up a run. He'll give up two runs. And they'll just never score from him. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's every fifth day. They'll they'll hit for everybody else, but when Jacob's on that mound, for whatever reason, those Mets bats just go silent. It's weird, man. He I has mean, that's why the win the pitchers win loss record just doesn't mean anything. it doesn't matter anymore. I mean honestly. It doesn't matter, man. Hmm. Randy Johnson won seventeen games for the Yankees in oh five and oh six. But do you do you remember ever hearing Randy Johnson being good for the Yankees? No. I did not. No, he won. No, but he won 34 games for us in two years. And why is that? Why is that? Because the offense was dope. <laughs> yeah, exactly, he won, dude. He won 17 games. with. A, you can look it up right now. He won in 05. I think he had he won 17 games with a 5.00 ERA. Wow. That's one of his not-so-good seasons, dude. 5.00 ERA, 17 wins. Yeah. What does that tell you? That just tells you the offense is kicking some rear. <laughs> It's like having some weird man. It's like having Mike Hampton on the mound and him winning ten games with a six, six or seven URA. Yeah, know, like yeah. You're winning a lot of games, eight to seven. I mean, and yeah. you just happened to be on the mound for 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 five innings that day, and you just ended up hmm. with the win. Exactly. I mean, look at doesn't um, matter. I want you to think about this. Look at a Nolan Ryan, right? Amazing pitcher, no Cy Young awards. Not zero to speak of. Zero. And you know why? Because where do you play? For the California Angels and the Houston Astros when they sucked. Dude, he still has over 300 wins, 5,000 strikeouts, but no Cy Youngs? Come on now. Zero. Zero. None to speak of, man. (laughs) And those people that think he's the GOAT. GOAT pitcher. I mean, in all honesty... I don't know. I don't know about the goat, but there's, but there's people out there that's breathing and saying he's the greatest they've ever seen. Dude, if I, I I'm mean, not saying that though. I seen him pitch. Uh, I remember him pitching one game in '93, and I thought for his age, oh my god, still got it, dude. The longevity of his career was just amazing. Twenty-seven seasons, man. Good that Lord. dude pitched twenty-seven seasons. He pitched in four different decades. He was part of the 69 Mets team. Dude, he was literally that, on the mound before we put a man on the moon. You realize that? that but he was insane. on the mound on my seventh birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. Nah, good for him, though. Yeah, really. I'll never forget, he, 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 he gave uh, Robert Ventura the blues. Yeah, showing him that old man strength, <laughs> had him in a headlock and all that. Oh, oh God, that fight was brutal. Oh, was awesome. I'm Robert Ventura. I don't know how you how you can explain that to your kids or your grandkids. But, <laughs> yeah. Just can't, just can't do it. Yeah, I feel you on that, man. I it's like, but um, okay. So I know the subject. So we were talking about the uh, flurry of free agency, right? Once if. If and when this actually gets settled, um, you know Nick was bringing that up. Um, the one thing that I want to mention is the players did something that really made a big difference here. You know, they wanted to put more pressure on the owners. So what did they do? They did a hundred million dollar fund just to 
you know. Oh no, one million. One, one million. million. My bad. I didn't mean a hundred million. One million dollar fund to uh, help the workers that are being put out by the strike. That's significant. That's yeah. Significant. You know, apparently the owners are trying to do the same thing. Oh really? That's their that's their county. Yeah, they're trying to. Hey, the same hey, thing. that's cool. <laughs> if both of them do it, that's two million dollars. That helps out a lot. Two million dollars. Yeah, it does. It does. What's one? What's better than one million dollars, man? Two million. There you go. One million. But yeah, the, when the owners said that, they're like, "Well, we're gonna we're putting together one too." Well, that, speaking of, today. I'm just I'm just skimming through MLB news right here on Google, and I saw a couple interesting things. So I saw one article that popped up that said uh, apparently they're they're looking to uh, restart or resume the talks uh, on the lockout Sunday. Which I guess tomorrow, because this this is posted seven hours ago. Hmm. Technically today, yeah, that is yeah. that is happening. With no players involved, by the way. Really, and I, no players will be involved. I did see this other thing. I don't know. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but um, this one is in the the LA Times. Uh, let's see, Max. Uh, ooh, I don't know how to pronounce that name. Uh, Scherzer. Scherzer? Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Favors uh, quote ghost win format and revamp MLB playoffs. Are you guys familiar with that? I'm actually yeah. not. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so, Drew, go ahead and explain that ex- to me. Let me explain that. So, um, the players do not want a 14 team playoff format. They want to stick to. They want to do a 12 team playoff format. Okay, understandable. But. So what they're saying is, I think John Hammond reported it earlier this afternoon, was if they were to do a 14, like meet in the middle, do a 14-team playoff format, that they want to give the high seed of each league a bye. And um, first series will be a best of five, I believe. And when they get to um, those wildcard teams, get to play the uh, top seed the top seed they requested wanted a ghost win quote unquote a ghost win meaning start off they are up. up that's gonna start off one up wow no series here's how they here's how they worded it in the, the LA Times article so under MLB's 14 team plan the division winner with the best regular season record in each league would get a bye and advance directly to the division series. The two other division winners would choose their opponents and be at home for the best of three round. The division winner with the second best record would choose its opponent from among the three lowest seeded wildcard teams. And the division winner with the third best record would then go to pick from among the remaining two wildcards. The top wildcard would face whichever team is left over after the division winners make their choices and also play all games at home. So basically home home field throughout the the playoffs. I'm all, I'm all good with the home field. No, I'm well, good with home field. That's fine. Uh, it drove a ghost field. win. No, 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 no. You can't win. have a ghost win. It's baseball, man. People hated ghost runners. They're definitely going to hate ghost wins. No crap, dude. <laughs> that's, that makes no sense to me. Why Why the players would want a ghost win. I mean, that's that's, that's ridiculous. That's just basically handing you the series almost. <laughs> yeah, they only have to win one. It's going to be a best of three, I believe. 
like let me know Nick let me know if, if I'm wrong on that I mean if you wanted to make things fair wouldn't you wouldn't you give that to like the lowest team instead of the best team <laughs> I mean keep, keep keep it even that's if they're the best team then why do they need free wins they're already gonna win anyways <laughs> With and with my thing is you got all three games at home, so that should be that should negate the ghost win. Like, oh yeah, definitely. You know, you know, all three games at home. You could play. You could play game one, game two, game three, three games, three days consecutively. You yeah. don't even need like a travel day. Exactly. I mean, and the way I look at this now, uh, is the way that I've always thought about it. You know, when we added that second wild card team, right? It was like I don't know how. You, how do you explain it? A one-game playoff, a team that had maybe a 10-game lead on the second-place wildcard team, I always thought it should at least be a best of three. Like, I would be okay with the wildcard team being best of three. Then the next game, of course, being a seven, a seven, and a seven, you know? like I never I never had a problem with the one-game playoff, to be honest. Because in my mind, when we were growing up, obviously, like, you had the wild card since '95, so you would just get in for just being the best second place team. Oh yeah, yeah, right. So that to me, that's like that was just like, hey, you didn't win the vi- division. You were just you were just given a playoff spot because the third division winner needed a needed an opponent. Right, 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 I right. Mean, I so can see that, yeah. team, like, if you got two wild cards teams going at it, I mean, I'm just happy to play in the game. If, definitely, if I definitely. didn't win a division, I'm just happy to win it playing the game. So I do not feel bad at all for wild card game. This is coming from a fan, being a Yankee fan that I we played in three of those games, yeah. four of those games. We played in four of those games. Well, I was perfectly okay with it. I, I think you know where my hatred for it comes from. We had a, oh yeah, no, oh you know yeah you know that, yeah Chipper's last game, that, yeah. dude. Oh yeah. God, that was brutal. You know that umpire yeah. is still unwelcome in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Oh, he, is, he still gets booed every time he steps foot on Brave Soul. I'm telling you. You you want to want to put that umpire's name out there, right? Right quick, but oh, for the, uh, the official record. I'll see. Oh God, um, Tim. Uh, oh man, Tim Welke? Huh? Was it Tim Welke? No, 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 no. Oh, if you hadn't put me on the spot, Drew. It, hold on. <laughs> it would have hit me. Um, but we gotta know. We gotta know who this is. We I gotta do. put them on it's, uh, But you know, it's the infield fly rule. The infamous infield fly rule. It was a guarantee. You know, um, basically they just took away a potential for us to actually come back, win the game. Because, you know, even in baseball, anything goes wrong. You know, superstition, right? I mean. Is, uh, was it was it Angel Hernandez? Oh, no, no, no. But everybody hates Angel. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I just looked up Atlanta-hated umpire and found Angel. him. Yeah, it's definitely. Oh, the, you, can, you can insert city here, and you're going to find him for most of the <laughs> Oh, God. It, like, if you see, like, the ratings on most umpires, his is horrendous. You know, it is unreal. I mean, I don't think, yeah, like he said, any, put any city in, and man, he, he screwed is, everybody at some point, one, oh, one, one yeah. way or another. 
one way or another, he screwed everybody. And 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 the only thing I gotta ask you, man, is what is your opinion on replay, dude? Like, I, they're still not getting it right. After get it right for so long. My you know? opinion, my opinion is get it right. Exactly, just you, get it right, man. Just get it right. You look at it. It's one thing to get it wrong the first time in live action. That happens to mistakes. Cool. It does. But we're gonna put in replay. Like, get it right. That's and that goes for any sport that uses replay. Just get it right. It it's really it really sucks when you are at home. You're watching the game. It's different when you're at the ballpark. You don't really get to see all the angles you're seeing at home. But if you're at home. And you see these replays, and you're like, damn, well, that's definitely going to get overturned, right? That's definitely going to be overturned. There's more than enough sufficient evidence that's going to get overturned. But here we are. When they make the call, they're sticking with the call. Well, it's like, you what? just don't understand what's going on. Are they just protecting themselves? Because if they're, being, if they're protecting themselves, it, I don't understand how you don't see how that's making you look worse. What's even worse is when the the announcers are sitting there going, "Oh yeah, absolutely!" Like this is, yeah, that's that's clear. The, clearly, they're going to overturn this. I mean, it's it's whatever. And then they come out, and the announcers are like, "What? How did?" And there's, huh? and there's some, see that? right? And there's, some, <laughs> and I respect those broadcasters that go out and let them say things like that because there's some broadcasters that dribble, they'll always just say, "I don't know," you know, "I just don't know." They won't actually go out there and put their opinion out there, but we all see. We have. We all have eyes. We all see it. We all see it. It's okay for you to to like verbally say it. Look, French will but, put somebody on just on the spot. He he will call out a Braves player in a heartbeat. I love Frank Gore, dude. But um, French, yeah, Frenchy love Frenchy, dude. But uh, Sam Holbrook, it just came to me. Is uh, the, uh, yeah, yeah, I, it, yeah. He, he shows up down here. He is <laughs> automatically booed. Automatic. Especially He's with automatic. Uh, Chipper Damn, now book. on the staff, man. <laughs> oh, Larry Jones. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, I was in... Uh, I, I have literally watched so many games where he would go to Shea Stadium and just terrorize the Mets. That's why his son's named Shay. It, it was fun watching it. Yeah, I think that um, was the biggest troll job I've ever heard. Oh, dude, they hung him in effigy, for goodness sakes. And you'd hear him scream, Larry, Larry. Remember when, I remember when my doctor said, I refuse to call a grown man tripper. <laughs> he, he really said that. I refuse oh, yeah. to call a grown man tripper. I'm going to call him Larry. Larry. His mama, his mama told him Larry, I'm going to call him Larry. <laughs> <laughs> all right so guys uh if you don't mind we're gonna take a short break and uh hear a word from our sponsors uh anchors so uh guys we'll be right back hey guys and welcome back uh so i guess we're going to discuss the uh free agency stuff uh drove why don't you go ahead and start on that well, let's start with the with the uh, Freddie Freeman. Why not? Let's let's keep the people involved here. Let's go, um, Freddie Freeman. I think great Atlanta Brave, obviously all the time. You will get his number retired in Atlanta one day. Oh, that's definitely happening. I think, but I think if the Braves were going to bring him on, I mean, he would have signed right back, wouldn't he, right? The Braves would have offered him, especially given that um, Ozzy Albie, by the way. 
has like the worst contract in all of baseball. Oh, dude, no, him and Acuna both got really bad contracts, man. At least Ronnie's getting a hundred mil. Yeah, but yeah, terrible contract. Um, Seven for thirty-five million. Seven years, thirty-five million dollars. He had to fire his agent. I, to be honest, I don't even think it's his agent's fault. I think it was whatever Ozzy was going through at the time. He clearly needed the money. I don't know, but also, also thinking about it though, man, that that right there secures his family for like the next three or four generations. For sure. Oh, don't get me wrong. Absolutely. So I, I, but I'm gonna say this: for what you get out of those two players, you just gotta steal. Gotta get you. Gotta get Freddie Freeman's bond. Oh, you with those two guys at a discount, you you got both of those guys locked up for years. I mean, dude, why like not? there should be no reason not to resign for the agreement. That's why I think he's probably gone because I mean, if they wanted him back, it, it would have happened. Well, dude, six that's years, one eighty is not that big of a deal. There, I mean, if that's what he was asking, they should have gave that to him. Immediately. Was it one eighty or one sixty? No, either way, was, I mean, either way, I would have paid the man. He said no. He said no to one sixty for sure. I mean, I'd have gave him six years. It's the sixth year he wanted, dude, and they weren't giving it to him. They were going to give him five it's years. Good. I think it was one sixty. It was either five years one sixty or five years one fifty. It was going to be like thirty million a year, right? I'd have gave him the sixth year. I don't know why six thirty-two years old. Oh, he's his birthday the day before mine. Look at that, thirty-two years old. Give him six years and take him to 38. He doesn't turn 33 until the end of the year, so... I mean... Exactly, man. At least allow him to retire brave. I mean, you know, Chipper never went into a contract year. Like, uh, he he was always oh, you signed. You could always... Well, if you want, you could use that as a template. Like, you're, Andrew Jones, once he reached free agency, well... He was gone, right? Yeah, he was gone, but, you know, that's also, uh, you know, Turner had sold the team at that point. If it had been Turner in charge, you know Andrew wasn't going nowhere. Teddy wanted to light his stud. Oh, he loved his studs. I mean, that's part of the reason why the 90s Rays are so dope. Like, they kept everybody together. Exactly. I mean. Small market team, by the way. Medium market team, I would say. Exactly. But keep it up. Keeping their stuff together for years, the entire decade they kept it for years. Hey, but how many how many teams are there that actually have three champion a uh, three World Series in three different cities? Nobody, except us. And we were originally I mean, the Boston Braves. If only if only the Athletics won a World Series in Kansas City. I know, right? They would have had three and three cities. Oh man, I'm telling you. But I, I really, you know, I feel bad for for Oakland, honestly, because everybody's going in for what Chapman. Matt Chapman, they're trying to. The Yankees are definitely going to get him. I feel like D. Olsen. I think that the reason why I don't think the Yankees are going to get free for Freddie Freeman because Matt Olsen is right there. Yeah, and it's a cheaper option too. By the way, a cheaper option, more control. Well, well, you get you'll get two years of control. You'll um you'll be twenty seven. I think he's twenty seven years old now. I can double check that. But you get the two years of control. You it'll cost players, but he's also younger, 
20, yeah, he's 27 years old. At, he's going to turn 28 at the end of this month. I mean, no offense to Freddie. Obviously, I want Freddie Freeman on my team. I mean, I know you do. But I mean, dude, I mean, two years of control, Freddie Freeman. I mean, um, Matt Olson, lefty bat, but was Freddie Freeman. Um, but I mean, it makes sense to do. But Freddie Freeman, all all it takes is money. But I mean, you really want something long term, and then we'll get to my boy number ninety nine, who is. What, he's going to turn 31 in a year? He's turning 30 this year if he's not already. Exactly. So next year, he'll be his next year when he can, goes into free agency, he'll be a 31 year old player. Now, do you want to give a 31 year old player with an injury history an eight year deal? That's what he, he's definitely going to be asked for eight. Oh, he's definitely going to look over. Sure. He, he's definitely going to remember what happened with Freddie Freeman this year. Because Freddie Freeman is 32. Yeah, and I mean, you look at Freddie, he hasn't really missed that much time. He, he came back from right. a fractured wrist. I mean, had he not fractured his wrist, he'd had an MVP that season. He's always been so, a dark horse. You know, the dark horse so candidate. We'll, we'll see how many years Freddie gets. And if Freddie gets sick, they're just going after at least seven. Oh, you know it. You know it. You he's see his power. Seven. Right. And, and the Yankees, for sure, obviously, we all know they could afford the man. They absolutely can. I think I don't think he goes anywhere, but that's what that's why I don't think we also get Freeman. We can't. I don't think they're going to do both. They can afford both. They're not going to do both. No, not when you can get a. I'm not going to say a cheaper, better version. I'm going to say a cheaper, younger version. Right, and for all we know, Matt Olson's still going up. You know what I'm saying? He's exactly. Probably still haven't seen the best of Matt Olson, and you put Matt Olson in Yankee Stadium with that right field porch. I mean. Good things can happen. Great things are going to really happen. Great things can happen. Great things can happen. We'll have him. We'll have Joey Gallo. I know a lot of people have their issues with Joey Gallo. and the Strikeouts. People really care about strikeouts. I, I mean, think it's better than a double play. I mean, yeah, I, I, I get you on that. I really do. And one is less than two. That's all I'm saying. I but know. um, as long as... As long as my, I'm, a, I'm a big OPS guy, if your OPS is up there, I don't care how you make your outs. Strike out, fly out, ground out. They're all out. I get it. Strike out doesn't produce anything at all. There's nothing happening when you strike out. But at least you're not DJ LeMay who hit, hit the ground, hit the beat the ground up. Oh, dude. Like I mean, he is literally and running into enemies. He has got to be and, a disappointment to y'all, man. And here's the thing. A whole bunch of Yankee fans last a year ago were talking about blank checks. Blank checks for DJ Maybe I'm like, listen, we got this guy for two years at $12 million a pop. We got two top four MVP seasons from him. Yeah, exactly. I think it was time to, I think it was time to like, okay, probably don't play that man. We got what we got out of him. That was dope. We, we lucked out. Yeah. I think you should have let him rock. And I'm not saying that because he had a subpar year. I was saying that a year ago. I got tweets to back it up. But, like, I was saying that a year ago. Like, I think it would be a mistake. You're going to lock him up for six years? Oh, I mean, I'll Granted, tell you. A lot, of it was, a lot of it was just to spread out the money. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, Come on, bro. We, we can't do that. We, we, we already, why are you going to pay for past production that we got lucky on? Why are we going to do that? I mean, 
I agree. I agree with you on that. And so, especially if um, gonna, the Yankees are going to operate the way they're operating now, not like the way George Steinbrenner do it. If you're going to operate the way you're operating, then you need to allocate that money in a in a more sufficient, efficient way. That's oh, definitely, definitely. And I mean, um, so what? What do you think about the uh, the Mets signing Scherzer? Fantastic. Oh, dude, I'm. Fantastic. I mean, you you would think as a Braves fan, I'd be terrified, but we tear Scherzer up, dude. Is that right? Oh yeah, we have a really good record against him. We actually do better against Degrom than most teams. But Degrom. Well, here's the thing: when when you guys you guys face Degrom and Scherzer all the time when he was in the division. So, exactly. I mean, it's the same thing with with Mariano Rivera against Boston. Boston had his number. Well, you see you see the guy enough times. You're going to get your licks every now and then. Well, you are, but, I mean, you got to look at – I didn't like the way that uh, the Dodgers handled him last year, man. Roberts really, really crapped the bed with that one. So, did he, did he uh, was it hold himself out for back – was it back – his back issues again? Same no, dude. Back issues he had, like, in 2019? It was, it was his arm. You know, like he he pitched that uh, he pitched a full game. Then he came in in relief. You know, I mean, it was just yeah, yeah. It was bad, bad use of a a star pitcher. I mean, you don't, you don't risk a man like that. I don't care how competitive he is. That is age. That is age, dude. Oh yeah, I mean, he's competitive, but you got to know when your limit is, dude. I mean, the guy had a dead arm. Yeah. He had a dead arm. And, I mean, honestly, when we went 3-1, you know, up on, on 3-1, right, I started having like, flashbacks of, like, the years in a row. Before. Oh, God, yeah, it was bad. But I also remember a time when we had it. a 2-0 lead and went home and oh. lost four straight. Oh. <laughs> which oh. led to eight straight. Oh. It led to eight straight. Oh, <laughs> And he, he, the funny thing about the 2021 Braves is the, the, this 3-1 felt a little different than 2023-1. No, it felt like... A, that was... You guys were dominating. Well, you know, when we go I into like the train, it's almost a guaranteed loss. I mean, you, as a Braves fan, when you go to Dodger Stadium, right, it, it's like you know you're about to lose. Well, you know, when we came in after the break and we went on that West Coast trip, right, mm-hmm. we ended up just like killing it i mean like we ran through them and our bullpen which was a kind of a liability just became like the strong point me and me and my co-host were calling for will smith's head i feel bad about this but you've got to look at it as every time the man got on the mound before the all-star break right i'm having a heart attack like, I could barely watch it. Like, my, my ex literally um, said to me, okay, well, you know, we're up by, like, two runs in the ninth, right? Now, what's the one thing you don't say, right? What is the one thing that's a jinx? Oh, it's game's over. Yep. And she <laughs> said, there's, like, two outs, and, you know, there's you're up by two runs, well, bloop and a blast, baby. Oh yeah, yeah, and it was a it was a bloop and a blast. And I'll tell you this right now, 
I walked out. I was so daggum mad. She said, what happened? I said, you know that uh, scenario that you said couldn't happen? It just happened. I love baseball. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) And the funny thing is, like, in a two-run lead with two outs in the ninth inning, I mean, ask young, young Kim what what that's like. <laughs> two running, two running leads in the ninth inning in the two thousand one World Series, two nights in a row. Oh, I know. That's unbelievable. I mean, wait. I mean, I've seen I've seen five run leads with two outs in the ninth inning go go bye bye. So you gotta get twenty seven outs, man. Yeah, the best thing about baseball is you don't have no time. Is there is no clock to get you to bail you out of the game. You have to burn those out. I mean, yeah. oh, specific, oh, well, for example, if you remember when the Yankees played at Truist this year, um, I believe it was the last game of the series. It was a two-game series, right? Yeah, and uh, Freddie Freeman was up at the plate. Was maybe the bases were loaded, and was it? it was, I don't think it was Chapman on the on the mound faced the Freeman, and the Yankees were protecting the lead. And I'm just like, I'm outside of my job, just biting my nails, nervous as hell, looking at my phone, watching the game. I'm like, Freddie Freeman's gonna do something here. It's not gonna be good for me, right? And he just launches. Just drives the ball to left center field in a gap, and lucky for us, it stayed in the ballpark. I know, man. That center field they camped under it, and it was over. I was like, "Dude, me and Hunter were, like, we were, you know, we were down that game. We we came back, yeah, had a chance yeah. to, you know, win, and we were just teased. It was a tease, man. Like we did a pod that right a slow, after that." that was, that was a slow, like, that was a slow kill, it felt like. Because I thought we were going to lose that game. And I felt like we were, they were the Braves are killing us slowly. Like, oh, yeah. poking holes at us. Of poking course. holes. I'm like, that's the worst way to die in baseball. You want to kill me, hit a grand slam off the first pitch, man. Let's no, get it over no, with. No doubt. No doubt. Like, that, was a, that was a hell of a battle. I don't, I don't think it was Chapman. It might have been Chapman that was closing the game. But... Man, oh, that was Wandy. It was Wandy Peralta. Yeah, it was Peralta. It was Wandy Peralta. He came in for Freddie Freeman specifically. Yep. Man, that, that was dope. That was that was a fire. I need to find that at bat. That was a fire bat. That was such a oh, good it was. Bat. It was, dude. And Freddie, Freddie you. gave him everything he could handle. Oh, he did. And I thought, oh, please, was, please. And then I'm just the like, more it's pitches going, he was it's going, and it's just like, oh, dang it. Got excited for nothing, you know. The more pitches Freddie saw, I was just like, "This is not going to end well." Like, yeah, good. He put a good drive in there too. Just missed it. But yeah, you got to get the twenty-seven outs, man. Got to get the twenty-seven outs every single time. Every single time, man. You got to. And uh, but okay, so we were on uh, free agency. Um, what are you thinking about Correa here? Where do you think he goes? I think the Tigers. A lot of people are saying the Tigers early, early on. Everybody, everything pointed to the Tigers. You got um, Hinch there. They yeah. needed. They actually needed a shortstop. They're an upcoming. They're an up and coming team. Yep. 
you got them. You got those. You got Casey Mize. You got that Matt Manning kid. You got Riley Green coming up. Like, I mean, there's, they got a future, right? You can see it. Happen. It's oh, almost, almost kind of like when Jason Worth went to Washington. You know, something yeah. similar to that. Like, and I'm like, you know, it does make sense. And then they signed Javi Baez. Yeah. I was like, huh. So maybe they just pivoted. Maybe they, the $300 million just scared them a little bit. So I don't think that's, I don't think they're going to, I don't think he's going to trade because I think, I don't think they want to pick $300 million. I, I honestly, yeah, I agree. I, for, for a while, I said the Yankees were going to come get him because I think he's the perfect fit for the Yankees. I mean, he's no, a, he actually would be perfect for y'all. Number one, number one, he's a leader on and off the field. Like, I don't know if you remember, um, he was 2020 playoffs. Correa was going up to, um, Framber Valdez after, like, the Rays player, um, Yandy Diaz was trying to, like, intimidate him at the plate. And Carlos Correa goes up to the pitcher's mound and goes straight into Framber Valdez's face and he's like, yo, let's, come on, let's go. Don't let, don't let another batter figure up like that. Like, let's get going. That right there told me everything I need to know about Carlos Correa. So I know if that's what he's doing on the field. Like you only understand. Like imagine what he's doing in the clubhouse. Yeah, exactly. But no cameras around, right? I think the Yankees need a little kick in the ass like that in oh, their clubhouse. Oh, no on doubts. The field. No doubts. Uh, you know, personally, I hope we resign Jack Peterson. He's just that that guy in the clubhouse. You know, Mister Clutch. Yeah, you guys I, made all the right moves. Hey, and, and I know, I, I know you guys, basically, you know, on the term, Mister October, right? <laughs> but October, October, dude, October. I tweeted it. Um, one of my daughters was wearing uh, some pearl necklaces, right? And mm-hmm. I, uh, I did that one in a, uh, what was it? I think it was a Braves fan group, right? Right. Of course, they made me take it down because it was a picture of my child with pearl necklaces on. So. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, nah, he he's a he's a hoot, man. I'm glad we signed him. That was a great move, and getting Duvall back was you know huge because he was killing us when he was playing for the Fish, dude. He was murdering us every Duvall. time we seen him. Yeah, Duvall. Yeah, he, he he sure he sure made. I'm pretty sure he made sure that y'all felt him, his oh, presence. Oh, he he was <laughs> he was giving us the proverbial fu. You know, he was giving us the finger every time he seen us. And um, the funny thing is when y'all picked up Solaire, I was like, I think this is actually a good move for Solaire. I think it's a good that was a good pickup. He was my my girl at the time was um. The Royals thing, yeah, and um, so I would watch those Royals games. Not that I wanted to, you know, yeah, I, I get you on it, <laughs> right? But I would see, I would see as a bat. I understood people had, you know, a lot of Royals fans soured on him because he was he wasn't as great as he was a couple of years prior. And I'm like, you know, this trait, I think this could be rejuvenated, and. Sure enough, my man took off. Oh, dude, like, he all took your off. Took off. And then Rosario took off. I mean, dude, 
I mean, I, I'll tell you something. I know he's not the best player, and I know he's a utility piece, right? But Heredia with those swords, just those pirate swords, makes me laugh. I mean, just bust out laughing. Him running around after that, winning a game, just acting all yeah. nuts. It's, it's great. I love baseball, man. That is the one thing I love about it. That kid, um, Eddie Rosario, he can play, by the way, man. Oh, no. I, don't, I don't think he gets taught that up enough, but that kid can play. No, he can Wait, flat we, out play. I remember in the wild card game, 2017, Yankees, um, Twins, Twins coming to Yankee Stadium, first inning. Eddie Rosario hits a line drive, two-run homer in the short porch. And two years later, does it against against us when he was a when he was no that was when he was when he was in Cleveland not wait two years later yeah still with the Twins he won he had a bomb the center field I'm like the kid could play in high pressure situations he's like so I was not very surprised clutch. I was not surprised when he did that in the LCS but you know you know the uh, at all the guy that surprised me that kind of just crapped the bed right was uh you know. Uh, we call him Dick Rod, but uh, <laughs> but uh, Dick Rod. yeah, but uh, anyways, he uh, he started out real good, you know, when we got him from the Pirates, and we ended up releasing him. I mean, I don't know what happened, man, but he just, I guess it's because he didn't have enough movement on his fastball, you know, not enough. That's uh, a problem. I know that's a definite problem. And then when you don't have anything but your fastball, you don't have a secondary option. I mean, really. But, you know, I mean, either way you want to look at it. But, yeah, Rosario, Soler, man, they took off, and it was beautiful. It was, man. I I thoroughly enjoyed that three-run home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, man. And... You know, honestly, dude, I have some friends who, they're Houston Astros fans, right? And I would never have lived this down if we hadn't beat those cheating bastards. You had to do it. I had to do it. Had to do it, dude. I think, I mean, dude, you know, people may hate the Braves, but in that moment, all of baseball united behind us and just said, go beat their rears. Beat their ass, yeah, you got you had to. Yeah, you had to. And the funny thing is, when the LCS started, I was actually no offense. I was rooting, I was rooting for the Dodgers. I bet you only were because, only because I thought they were well put together to beat. Because my worst nightmare happened: Astros, Red Sox, and LCS. Oh yeah. So I was like, my in my mind, I was I wanted somebody from the NL to come out, and who was the better team to do it? And then come towards when you guys were up three one, I was just like, you know, if the Braves continue playing like this, they actually might be the better opponent for whoever comes out of the American League. Because I just think you guys were just a hot team, and y'all were just blasting home runs left and right, man. Oh, and you know, and hey, the, nobody ever took us to an elimination game either. Our backs were never against the wall during the whole playoffs. Perhaps when you're a hot team. When you're a hot team, you don't have to. You don't lose three games in a series. No, you don't, dude. It was beautiful. Just don't. You ever noticed that the Houston Astros since 2017, when they play playoff series, they usually go to distance. You, know, yeah, you find do. that weird? 
You don't find that weird? I do find it weird, actually. Against the Yankees and LCS, they all seven games, 2017 World Series, all seven games. Yep. That L, the LDS against the Red Sox that year, I think they they may have swept them. And then um, 2018, LCS, they lose in less than seven games. Um, they, in 28, I forget who they played in LDS that year in 2018. But 2019, they played the Rays. That took all five games. 2019, they played us in LCS. That took six games. And they played the National World Series. That took seven games. Yep. Played the Rays the next year in the LCS. That took seven games. <laughs> like I'm, I'm telling you, like they, these guys play full tilt series for a team that. And by the way, I res- they have a great team. I don't never, they never needed any help to win that World Series. They, they could have easily just have done that on their own. They were good enough to win without cheating. I mean, they're you damn good. Oh, damn, damn good. Like and Altuve, you know, I gotta say, a little short man, dude. You know, I'm only five. Nine, I'm only five nine, right? So we're both five nine. Okay, there we go. So <laughs> both of us, uh, you kind of got to root for the small guy, right? <laughs> nah, not not right. Nope, nope. I'm not rooting. I mean, you can. I've seen I, enough of him. Well, I mean, I think we all Personally. have at this point, but I was rooting for him back then, you know, before I knew about the scandal, right? And yeah. they say he's the only guy that didn't cheat, but I'm sorry. I, I think they were all in on it. They're different all in on it. Yeah, but they all it's knew. One thing, not, my, thing is, my thing is this. Like, if there was players that didn't like it, then you should have just made it known. Like, no, nah, no, nah, this ain't it, man. Just yeah, don't just do like, it. And then put a stop to it. Then right they're saying, and then they were saying, you know, what was the older, older veteran guys that were doing it, like Carlos Beltran? They were afraid to speak up to say they didn't want to do it. Get out of here. Give me Get a break, dude. You, you're all grown. You're gonna spoke up. Yeah. You don't want to do it. Don't do it. Just don't. Don't want to do it. Don't do it. What's that? Yeah. You never needed it. You never needed it. So, but, Nick, um, Nick, what's your opinion on this, man? I hadn't heard much from you. Oh, well, I, I did have uh, an interesting free agent story that I wanted to talk about. Okay, go ahead. Uh, well, uh, looks like um, <clears throat> Dansby Swanson and Jock Peterson decided to uh, pick up some shifts at Papa John's. I don't know if that'll make as much as playing in uh, MLB, but... Might be a little hey, bit. Hey, you gotta do something cut. during the lockout, right? Probably a little, little bit of a pick up there. <laughs> well, I, th- I think being men that can speak from personal experiences, it would be a massive pay cut. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure, definitely. Imagine you go into Papa John's and you see Dancy Swanson making you a pepperoni pie, large. And you're telling him, "Don't forget those jalapenos." Thanks. Bro, they got the New York style pizza now. Mm. No. I do like some New York pizza. No, I know no. it's not New York pizza, but no, hey, no, no, no. there ain't nothing Look. like New York pizza, man. Oh, yeah, I, hate, I hate, man, I hate when they. But we don't exactly get New York pizza, pizza down here. No, if you go to Luigi's uh, down there at Still Creek in Charlotte, now they're actually from New York, and they do it by the slice, and that's the closest it's, I've seen to actual New York pizza. It's like it's like when it's like when a fast food place says they do Southern tea, and you're like, 
man, you, no, you don't do it. No, don't even. <laughs> nah, dead, no. <laughs> you know, my first experience at North, right? Like going, uh, I was in New Jersey for a wedding. Okay. No. And I go into a diner and I ask for sweet tea. <laughs> oh man, they ripped me from my accent. It was unreal. And oh, I remember. Then they're like, "What was, the uh, hell is sweet tea?" I'm like, "Uh, you just put sugar in hot tea and mix it up. It's quite delicious. It's quite delicious." And they were like, "Yeah, I didn't." They were like, "I didn't even know got what, his uh, Lipton's brisk or something like that." <laughs> yeah, that's that's our version of sweet tea up here, man. It's not bad. It's just not. It's weird sweet that they tea. didn't know what sweet tea was, though. Because when, <laughs> when we have when when people ask for tea, it's always hey, sweet or sweet. That's what we usually ask. But when we talk about sweet tea, we're just gonna give you brisk. All right. Yeah, we don't we don't offer tea up here. See, I have to remember that the next time I come up there, right? <laughs> Don't don't get tea up here, bro. All right. <laughs> Save yourself the time. Just, just bring You're your own. You're gonna be disappointed right? when you get it anyway. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. That's it. Well, I'd say, dude, it has been it's been a blast, man. And um, but before we set off, man, you were gonna say something before I brought Nick in. So, um, tell I just me wanted your opinion on the, where you think Carlos Correa is gonna go. I mean, honestly, like I said, I personally think, and I and at first I really did think it was, you know, Detroit, Detroit. right? Yeah. But I don't think he's coming to y'all. But, I mean, it would make sense, like you said, right? He could go L.A. He could go Angels. He could go, um, you know, he could go Dodgers. But it's – it's anybody's guess at this point. I mean, for real. I'll I just work it out with Houston. Oh yeah, well you know I don't know about that. I don't know if he'll do that. It seems like Scott that. Boris. Oh yeah, Scott Boris. <laughs> Got him. Man. Just he just picked them up. They they might just do AAV. Six years. A heck ton of money. No, oh, yeah, each definitely. year. Probably just like, yo, just give me 35 million a year. You're done with it. Well, I'm going to get your opinion before we leave on this one right here. And this was something that was a surprise to me last year. What are your thoughts on the Mariners, dude? They they really shocked the crap out of me. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they took a step back before they took two steps forward. I think they surprised everybody last year. They're not going to surprise anybody this year. Everybody's going to be ready for them. And usually that's kind of, no, like, a rebuilding doesn't really, it's not really linear. Like, it doesn't just always go up. You're probably just going to, probably just going to take a step back. Don't be surprised they do. And that's okay. But I think even, I I think that's fine. But I think they have a future. They got this kid, Julio Rodriguez. Look out for that kid. Look out for that! That kid can, that kid can mash, dude. He can. Play. He's gonna be, he's gonna be a stud. He has a stud. You gonna sure. remember this? You gonna remember this podcast episode? You gonna come back to this? I'm telling you, he's gonna be a stud. I believe he's gonna it, turn man. that. He's gonna help turn that franchise around. I mean, you heard what um, the president was saying to that Rotary Club, right? I mean, that one that was done to think you weren't being videotaped, really. Yeah, yeah. But, but he just told the truth. <laughs> 
now what he, what he did say about the um, interpreter not you know paying for the interpreter that was yeah, 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 that yeah. was that was really uncalled for but he was telling the truth about the whole how the whole entire situation works i mean that really brought the light for people who didn't really know you know what i mean but if you follow the game you knew how things went i mean heck chris bryant was the most glaring obvious example of it all you know Chris Bryant could have easily been a Houston Astros too. Oh yeah, he really could have been. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I tell you, Drew, man, it has been uh, it's it's been a blast, dude, and I appreciate you coming on. And uh, hopefully, we can get you to come back on again, man. That's, I'm more than happy to do it again. Thank, again, thank you for having me. It was, I love talking ball, man. If you need me back. You, just give me a holler. Hey, anytime you're yeah, available, man, man you fun. holler at me, man. And Nick, thank you for stepping in. Uh, I know it was last minute. No problem, dude. Appreciate you. And you know, um, if you guys are uh, regular listeners and you hadn't hit that subscribe button, please do. And uh, once again, I'd like to thank Nick, aka Professor Chops, and my special guest Dro here. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, and uh, look forward to talking to y'all soon. All right. Mm-hmm.